end of summer. That means it'll be cooler soon because of global warming. I don't know exactly how that works, really. I really don't. But it's all part and parcel of the leftist way, isn't it? The uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I do have it available for you on the uh, uh, streaming live, that is, on the WORD Facebook page. And it is available to you also as a freebie on the free Odyssey app. What I just brought to you was a hijacking of language. See, one of the things about language is that for those that are not dialed in, language can be very impressive. Language can be really impressive. Somebody's vernacular can take them places that they wouldn't even imagine going normally. And in fact, it's all just propaganda and wordplay. Goebbels and Alinsky knew this. And, uh, you know, comparing the leftist hero to Alinsky or the other way around, that probably makes their heads pop. But they have weaponized the king's English. And they've done it in a way to go against our liberty. And it's time that the, the you know, and it's been done in a lot, in a very large way. With the with the blessing of the neocons, who we'll talk about them later too. So, language is the delivery system of ideas, and all of these things, these little mini guerrilla wars we have against us, like transgender. There's no such word. That's we we may as well call it trans logic. And across this country, there's far more people on the side of freedom than the feudalistic slavery of the left. So you just have to go back to the very basic building block of communication to beat them at their own game. This is going to go along with how you interact with them. So here are the rules of engagement in the war of words. Now, first of all, avoid the propaganda phrases of the leftists and the anti-liberty authoritarians. They're all poll tested. And that's a very important rule because they've already moved into the place on the battlefield of ideas. So if you get out there and say the words assault weapon, liberal Democrat, you know, those kind of things, right? Transgender. They're just laughing at you because you're taking the bait. This is why I get out there and I say, well, you know, this isn't conservative because they use the same vernacular. And is it conservative to copy and paste? Should you know better, you know? Now, common good phraseology binds their hive mind together, stamping out individuality. And they play chess and while we're playing checkers, and they're playing for keeps. And in any debate with the comrades, you must always remember that you're working to change the minds of the audience, not the one you're debating. And remember this, their words are not set in a dictionary. They make, these are very, this is where the whole idea of anything fluid comes up, the living, breathing document, all these other things. It can constantly change to fit their narrative. 
Used to be global warming. Now it's climate change. Well, doesn't that, that covers everything, doesn't it? I mean, even if there isn't actually a science field about that, that's actually something that happens. Then you can use a substitute expression to negate their leftist language in the, uh, in the Second Amendment uh, fight. I, I, they call them assault weapons. I call them personal defense weapons. I use the Department of Homeland Security nomenclature for them. And uh, these, you know, if we're going to use, if we're going to have the language with them, we can either use their language against them or we can make up our own as we go along and just substitute something for it. And, uh, you know, long-established terms like socialism, well, that just, you know, we don't have to substitute anything for that. We can also edit their terms in referring to them. And uh, first of all, you have to understand, when we're going in there, we have, to, we have to demolish their terminology. Now, when they're trying to push their authoritarian abomination, they avoid the Constitution word, or the confiscation word, and any mention of the Bill of Rights. And if they spell out the actual words of a common term, that... You know, instead of calling them Nazis, which we could, we can just say National Socialism or National Socialist German Workers Party. And following the example of Stalin, our comrades on the left tried to obscure the fact that they are socialists. We should be trying to reclaim the words like liberal and progressive. Now, they're not liberal. They have no interest in your individual liberty. They have no interest in a limited government that doesn't take all the money and spend it the way they want it spent. And what they're pushing for is not progressive. It's regressive. They're not liberals. They're not progressives. True, liberals and progressives are not far left, and they get a pass on their tyrannical ideologies when we refer to them as such. This, once again, all depends on the uh, inner game of the low-info voter. Because if we get out there and call them a liberal or a progressive and they look that up, they're like, oh, okay, these guys are on my side. So we have to use the proper use of political terminology. And we always have to get them to define what they're saying. Racism and equity are some of their favorite phrases. They've been able to weaponize these words without having to properly define them. And, uh, you know, they'll also say that a whole slew of stuff is just rubbish. So what are they meaning by that? And then all of this, all of their little pet phrases they have out there, let's make them answer for these. For too long, they, bear, they have merely implied that some random subject or malady is bigoted simply by declaring it as a dog whistle for racism or whatever without ever proving that this is really the case. And they just, uh, you know, some, there's some sort of tenuous connection that has 25 degrees of separation. And Viola! You know, they've been able to sweep the racism of the founder of Planned Parenthood under the rug for decades. They finally addressed the situation when too many people took notice, but the fact is the connection is still there to this day. So why can't we say that abortion is a dog whistle word for the subject of racism? Why haven't we made them answer for their own little dog whistle dilemma? Language is uh, language is the vehicle of ideas.
and they have hijacked it. They and all of the things that they claim and all the things that they say and all the things they purport, everybody in news, everybody in the fake stream media copies and pastes it. Even our left, even our right wing heroes, they do it. Fox News uses terms like assault weapon all the time, like transgender all the time. And every time we use that, right, unless we're quoting them, every time we use that, we're actually aiding and abetting. Because whoever you're saying it to hears that. Assault weapon is a great one because it, 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 it puts in somebody in people's mind that there's a group of guys coming up in some little quasi-military formation with these long, black, ugly rifles with all kinds of gizmos on it, all designed just to kill you dead real so fast. And that was designed by an anti-gunner to get you to do just exactly that. Because all weapons are deadly. But this one is really, you know, this is... This one has some utility. They understand that. It has nothing to do with them wanting to do away with these things. They just don't want you to have them. It's like they don't want you to have a car. They don't want you to have a gas stove. They don't want you to have a ceiling fan. They don't want you to have a ribeye. All of that they in intend to take from you by turning the language against you. And... Uh, that's where they take over the United States and the Republic goes away without a shot being fired, with us just going, oh, well, what just happened? Why do I have to wear the same clothes and have the same haircut and live in the same place? Why can't I have a chase lounge? Why can't I fly to Vegas anymore? That's how it'll happen. Right now, Buffalo Barack Hussein Obama is about to have to make a decision. All brought to his doorstep by Sleepy Joe Biden. And it's hilarious. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Sometimes... Just sometimes, even a tyrant recognizes a shortcoming in the making. And uh, yeah, well, we, we're at that moment right now. The uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, and it's available for free on the Odyssey app. See, Barack Obama warned Joe Biden that he didn't need to run for president. Now, this was a soft way of saying, please, oh God, don't run for president. Because he knew that this would be looked at as a continuation of the Obama presidency. And he didn't want this to happen, despite the fact that they both viscerally loathed Trump. Now, Obama had, Obama, had uh, Biden as an understudy for eight years. He knew all of his faults. He knew it would make for a very inept presidency. Also, when Obama took office, they did not, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't introduce him as, ladies and gentlemen, the resident of the United States, Methuselah. And 
despite all of that heinous tyranny or tyranny that was going on, tyranny, listen to me, Obama could do the job. That's me stealing. That's me hijacking the language. I'm making a new word. <laughs> but now Obama has to face something that he knew was going on. This is another reason he didn't want Joe to be the president because he knew, one, that he was going to mess it up. And he knew, too, that he would not be able to hide certain things. Now, um, the hope was, I believe, the hope was that by getting Trump out of the way, they would make it to where maybe none of this stuff would come to, you know, with a compliant uh, media and with uh, with uh, not very much will from the Republican side. They were counting on a lot of things happening and that have failed to happen. But now, this bribery scandal is tying a noose around the necks of the entirety of the, of the Biden clan. And Obama has a, has a dilemma. He's frustrated now that it's been revealed that Joe was using fake names in numerous emails, some of which discussed matters relating to his son's influence. The National Archive has these communications, you know, the one that you know, the one that supposedly Trump's up against now. And Obama has decided in a month whether to release these communications with the fake names. Now, Jonathan Turley says that Obama could refuse to release the emails. And this would counter his administration's policy of subjecting all me emails, including the ones where Obama officials used pseudonyms under the Freedom of Information Act requests. Everything would be subject to review, but that was then, and Obama isn't exactly a man known for his respect for freedom of the press or House Republicans. His DOJ secretly farmed phone numbers for Associated Press reporters, spied on uh, then-Fox News reporter James Rosen, and if you were a leaker, they, he just unleashed hell on wheels. So Obama's now being asked to bail Biden out from another debacle of his own making, going back to his time in Obama's administration. You got various committees and private groups out there seeking more than 5,000 emails from Biden in which he used an array of aliases during the Obama administration. Now, Barack Obama will be the final harbinger of this at this particular phase. It is under the Presidential Records Act. He has 30 days to bar the release of the emails and to help shield his former vice president in a growing corruption scandal. And we know that Joe Biden went by a variety of code names and false names, including Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, J.R.B. Ware, Celtic, and the big guy. And House investigators believe that's only a bit of them, a partial list. And for many Americans, it is unnerving to learn that their president has more aliases than Anthony Weiner. And um, <clears throat> sad fact is that it's not an unusual thing. It's, uh, you know, it's not unprecedented. The top officials have used aliases in the past for emails, including... Former Attorneys General Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch, both under Obama. And during this administration, the practice was defended by then White House Press Secretary Jay Carney that any such email would still be subject to the FOIA request and congressional inquiry. And he said, we do not use and should not use private email accounts for work. Well, that's fine. Say that all you like. The problem is that there was work being discussed on some of those emails, including 
official foreign travel plans and the hiring of associates of Hunter for high-level positions. And some e emails are relevant to the clients of Biden's son. Biden has previously lied that he knew nothing of these dealings. But these emails would reveal how much he knew and how involved he was. And then there's, you know, Turley gets out there and he gives all kinds of things as to why Obama should turn over the communications or even the media starting to admit that Hunter was engaged in influence peddling. There's not going to be an illusion of access defense that will withstand what's contained in the president's son's bank records. And that shows 20 million that we know about transferred from oligarchs and other shady figures. We know he fired Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin, who was investigating Burisma, where Hunter sat on its board, and there was no illusion. Hunter had pull in D.C. And more emails show the president's son having connections to top-level Obama officials to back up his high fees. He met with then-Secretary of State John Kerry weeks before Shokin was fired. All creating a perception of strength. There's a credible allegation they got a $10 million bribe from Burisma. And they were reportedly offered strict instructions to structure the payments to the various shell companies owned by the Biden family. And with the appointment of David Weiss, a special counsel tasked with investigating Hunter Biden's deals, there is a significant obstacle because his testimony is essential in the congressional inquiries into the president's son. So, once again, Buffalo Barack Hussein Obama takes center stage. And if indeed this has been this, uh, this third term of the Obama presidency, then it is only fitting that he's the one that has to wade out into the muck and make that call. Because once that happens, this is where we turn the whole thing against them about, well, if you got nothing to hide, why can't we see it? Why can't we see it if there's nothing to hide? If everything was proper and everything was good, then let's just get this out of the way so we can go back to the people's business, shall we? Former President Barack Hussein Obama. Let's, let's, let's get this out of the way so Methuselah can go take another vacation. We'll see. We'll see. The, you know, for the scandal-free presidency that his was, this is, going, this is going to be one of those things that just completely knocks it down. Have they already built his library yet? What will that look like? The Obama library. What will that look like? Who knows? We do know that despite, you know, Palestine, Ohio... And despite, uh, you know, what happened in Maui, uh, the president has received a briefing on what's going on at Burning Man. <laughs> this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You know, we shouldn't be paying attention to certain things. We should be paying attention to really important issues like the fact that Burning Man got rained out. Some of you right now are going, what in the heck is a Burning Man? Well, Burning Man is a week-long, large-scale desert campout focused on community, art, self-expression, and self-reliance held annually in the western U.S. All of this coming for Wikipedia. 
The name of the event comes from their culminating ceremony, the symbolic burning of a large wooden effigy, the man. And it, cur it occurs on the penultimate night of the Burning Man, which is the Saturday evening before Labor Day. So that means it happened two or three days ago. And it's in Black Rock, and, it, you know, it's basically a bunch of hippies getting out there and uh, getting together. And it was the hilarity and started to ensue on this year's when the uh, when the Just Stop Oil people got out there and blocked the road getting there. As the, uh, as the leftists were trying to pull up there and go have their Burning Man experience, they were blocked. On reservation land, then the uh, the the, the uh, Native American Rangers showed up and just rolled over their little barricade, arrested every single one of them. That's my kind of law enforcement. Now, I want you to know. I, I want you to do this. Do this thing, and as, as Prince would say, dig if you will a picture of. The idea of Joe Biden getting a grand White House briefing by some crispy uniformed men with white gloves being told about the muddy shambles going on at the Burning Man, whatever it is, out in the Nevada desert. Now, what happened is this. Um, this hurricane, the, you know, certain weather pattern shifted because <laughs> that's what weather does. And instead of looking at that and saying, huh, certain weather patterns have shifted, which is what I would do. Right, I'd be saying, I don't know if I want to be out there where there's no grass when all this rain comes. <laughs> but, you know, anyway. See, Burning Man is also about self-reliance and gifting and all this other stuff. Well, they were, and as far as I know, they still haven't been uh, released from this. They were being uh, ordered to, uh, you know, stand in place, shelter in place, conserve their food, water, and fuel. Because they can't get nothing to them, and they can't get anybody out. Although, Chris Rock figured out a way to do it. So, President Joe Biden has been briefed. The Nevada National Guard has offered their assistance, and the Burning Man organizers stress that there is no cause for alarm. Marion Goodell, the CEO of Burning Man Project, told NBC News, we're very pleased and surprised that there's been such a fuss over us. We've made it really clear that we do not see this as an evacuation situation. Okay. <laughs> we'll take our stuff and get out of here. We'll take our stuff that can go through mud and get out of here, and you guys can just sit here. And this is, so here's the description. Burning Man is a community of people who are prepared to support one another. We've come here knowing this is a place where we bring everything we need to survive. It is because of this we are all well prepared for a weather event like this. We have done tabletop drills for events like this. We are engaged full time on all aspects of safety and looking ahead to our exodus as our next priority. Well, that's stupendous. How come nobody there is, is there in a tracked vehicle then? How come how many how many four wheel drives you got out there? See, one of the things about Burning Man is you leave it cleaner than you found it. Although that's not really the way it works out, and uh, you know, <laughs> normally what they would do is they would go out into the desert and camp out in a hundred degree sun and get naked and take all the drugs they can stomach, and after that they go crazy screaming their high off. Now, the Tech Brothers, when they decided to get involved in it, well, now they, you know, they were, this all came out of the Mission District of uh, San Francisco. So, you know, they were looking for this kind of cool, whatever it is. But I mean, um, 
You know, when, when you're out there in the desert, I don't know. Uh, I've never been. I've seen plenty of pictures of these people. I've watched a lot of videos on it. It's very expensive, up to $10,000. There is an airport that flies directly in there, and they have all kinds of private jets and private planes that fly people in there. What about that? What about that uh, carbon footprint? No wonder Joe Biden wanted to know about this. But what is disgusting is that this was all self-induced. They knew when they were being blocked at the road getting in there. They were listening on their little radios in their cars. And they knew that they were going to have rains and the recent hurricane had diverted to the high desert instead of the coast. They should have anticipated bad weather. Which bad weather, by the way, is not climate change. It's bad weather. It comes, it goes. They didn't. And now they're stuck in the mud and they're having to conserve food. Now, I sincerely doubt that anybody there is out there, uh, you know, subsisting on, uh, on MREs. Which, if they had a couple of cases of MREs, okay, now they're in, they're in business because an MRE, which is... Uh, uh, it was never, I, let's just say it's not a culinary delight. It is designed to give you a lot of calories and it's designed to fill you up. And one, one can take you about almost through all the day if, you, if, you, if you're pretty smart with it. So a case will take somebody a very long way. And if you have multiple cases, okay, that's fine. But there's a lot of people that take grills and all kinds of, you know, very some perishable foods and everything. And they're grilling it and they're, they're giving it all away because it's, you know, it's it's the it's the love before Labor Day and the desert and all this other stuff and well um, they probably didn't take a bunch of MREs that would be my guess if I had to if I had to put any money on something that would be my guess most of the people that are there seem to be enjoying themselves nonetheless dancing all over the place covered in mud sort of like Woodstock but you know what. For $10,000, I'll bet you I could go to Lake Como, Italy. And while I would not have a bunch of drug-induced orgies going on, and I wouldn't have somebody coming over and trying to give me some free wings, I would be on one of the most picturesque places on the planet looking out and, and you know, I would not see a bunch of guys dancing around with man buns covered in mud. I mean... I guess it just comes down to preference, right? It just comes down to the preference. And I maybe I'm just, uh, I don't know. But I'll tell you this, it does show where Joe Biden's priorities are, aren't they? Didn't they? East Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio, nah, Maui, nah. Burning Man. They're having trouble at Burning Man? Guess what's rolling around again? Another government shutdown. Let's start wringing our hands. No, let's rub them in anticipation instead. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Don't be talking about my promos now. I wrote that one. <laughs> oh, the text line. They just keep me going, I swear to God. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. The uh, show is streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, and it's available for free. Don't cost nothing on the free Odyssey app. The federal government's about to run out of money again. 
So we're about to enter another round of government shutdown theater. And how do we resolve this crisis, you may wonder? Well, if we go by the regular, the regular formula, it will be the Republicans capitulate to more spending without any cuts. Although, I'll give it to McCarthy. He, pa he got something passed. Now he's got to do it again. But here we have CNBC. A spokesperson with the U.S. Office of Management and Budget said a short-term continuing resolution will be needed in the next month, keeping government funding at its current levels while negotiations continue over longer-term appropriations bills. Well, we got to keep it there at the current levels, right? Because we're doing so, so it, it, we're handling this so frugally. They continue. Funding for the federal government is set to run out on September 30th unless action is taken by Congress. Deep divisions remain between the parties, with Republicans looking to implement large spending cuts, unlikely to pass in the Democratic-controlled Senate. Well, I have the solution, McCarthy. Hold your guns. Just stick to your guns on this one. Don't budge. Don't give in. Let it shut down. I'll see you guys in 2024. Oh, he's not even listening to me, though, is he? Anyway, um... The truth is that most of the Republicans in the House are not looking to implement large spending cuts. This is all just posturing. And this is how they become budget hawks. Another theft of language. Also, we get this. Earlier this month, President Joe Biden requested a stopgap measure to cover standard government programs and an additional $40 billion. Because, you know, what's that? $24 billion for Ukraine and other foreign policy challenges, nearly $4 billion for border and migration issues, and $12 billion for disaster relief to boost the Federal Emergency Management Agency. So we have to, you know, we've got to funnel some more money through Ukraine and fund other foreign policy challenges. And then there's $4 billion for border and migration issues. Now, you remember when they couldn't find $5 billion to build the wall. But we gotta have four billion dollars to not have a wall. And you know, we thrown the border open, so it's, it costs four billion dollars to have an open border versus five billion to have one closed. Huh, I don't know. Let's do it. And you know. Let's look at some of the foreign policy challenges, shall we? For example, in 2022, the Department of State awarded $987,654 to Winrock International Institute for Agricultural Development to address gender discrepancy in the energy sector labor force in high-emitting countries with significant gender gaps. You know, if you say that in one breath, you just pass out. You just pass out if you say that in one breath. So, you see... The budget hawks in Congress have the authority not to fund the gender discrepancies in, in the energy sector labor force, but they're not withholding funding because they're frauds who give away money and deficit spending in this manner. In 2022, the Department of State awarded $499,827 to North Carolina State University to enable gender parity for female environmentalists in climate change and build a Pakistani Women University Climate Change Consortium, which will develop Pakistani capacity to adapt to and mitigate climate change. In 2023, they awarded $39,984 to Diplo U.S. to foster a better understanding of digital technologies and their policy implications in humor and gender rights, equity, equality, and inclusivity. 
this kind of nonsense just goes on and on and on. Um, and, you know, like an education money, right? Okay. In 2023, the Department of Education awarded $572,000 to Sustema University, uh, Anagi Menendez Incorporado for, uh, let's see. This was to embrace diversity, inclusion, and a sense of belonging through academic real-life skills and cultural enrichment. <laughs> and listen, what you're going through right now has been precipitated by this kind of nonsense. By this kind of nonsense. As your paycheck's power erodes each month due to the inflation. Well, just take comfort in knowing that this North Carolina State University is repurposing your lost purchasing power to build a Pakistani women's climate change consortium. I, I follow one of those on, on Instagram, one of the Pakistani climate change consortium Instagram accounts. Now, we could go a long way, but just by going down there with a pen or maybe a, an exacto knife or something and just cutting these things out. But we're not going to see any sort of support for making these cuts because this is how you get this power. Why do you think somebody goes into the House of Representatives and becomes a millionaire? How do you think this kind of thing happens? It's This is how it happens. By giving away money. Giving away money. We're funding absolute nonsense. And the only thing that we're actually facing that I find uh, attractive in this is let the government shut down. And then they won't be spending this money. Just let them shut down. By all means. By all means. We'll, we'll save so much. on It'll be just like the lockdowns. How that, you know, that increased the air quality. Right? Along with them trying to steal the language, they're also trying to police thought because that's what leads to language. See, this is where it starts getting really tacky. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.